of Jesus and all he's done for me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul, my soul, my soul, my soul cries out, 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 cries out. Hallelujah. 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 Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. For saving me. Wow, this that song. Actually, both of the songs were so appropriate because of God's goodness, his grace, his mercy, you know, how he watches out and looks out after us. He protects us. He keeps us. He abides in us. If we abide in him, see, that's the thing. We have to do something ourselves. We can't just say, Lord, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want you to do the other. We have to follow him. We have to follow after Christ because of what he's done for us. Like uh, Sister Alicia was saying earlier, we can never pay it back. We can never pay God enough for what he's done for us. He's given us life. He's given us health. He's given us strength. He's given us our right mind. There's just so much God has done for us, things that he's protected us from that we don't have a clue. We don't have any idea of what God has done for us and how he's been able to keep us and bring us to this point. And just thank God for it. Just thank God because of who he is. Before we pray, let's think about all the requests that were talked about earlier, the request that's on the wall, the request that we have ourselves. Um, let's continue to remember our pastor Pastor Will and Sister Marie, and God bring them back safely to us. And let's remember all those that are sick and afflicted and are going through things, uh, those that are going through uh, bereavement right now. Because when you lose a loved one, you lose a part of yourself, and that's something that will never go away. But God can strengthen us. He can keep us, and he can always be there for us. And you know, we got to be there for one another. We have to be there for one another, no matter what we're going through. Uh, even if we don't know somebody, 
somewhere else in the world that's a Christian or a church somewhere else, we have to think about them. We might not know their name, but we can ask God to keep them, to protect them, and to strengthen them. And, and that's all part of what God wants us to do. We do so little, but we want so much. And God wants us to follow him. God wants us to be like Jesus. God wants us to be ambassadors. God wants us to live our life for him. Let us pray. Father, bless your people right now. Father, you know the needs of each and every individual. You know, oh God, the, our thoughts. And Father, right now, have your way in our lives, oh God. And help us, oh God, not to think about ourselves, but to think about others, oh God. And help us, oh God, to follow you, oh God. Help us, oh God, to remember what was done for us, oh God. And to remember your grace and your mercy, oh God. And we thank you for your grace and for your mercy, oh God. And we thank you, oh God, for your people right now, your people everywhere, oh God, all over the world, oh God. Lord, put your loving arms of protection around them, oh God. And Father, help us, oh God, to be what you want us to be, oh God. Have your way right now, Father. And be so careful to give you all the honor and all the glory, Father, and all the praise because you're worthy of it all. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'll try not to be before you too long. <laughs> We're going to first look at We're going to look at Ephesians the 5th chapter. We're going to look at Ephesians, the fifth chapter, uh, beginning at verse 1. I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. You're welcome. <laughs> in verse 1, it says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Verse 2, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. And walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God 
for a sweet smelling savor. You know, when you look at what Christ has done for us, how he died for our sins, and how there was nothing we could do ourselves to be able to be able to get that to earn it. You know, there was nothing we could do to earn that. But, you know, sometimes we think I'm this or I'm that, I got this or I got that. I've earned it, but we haven't. It's only because of his grace and his mercy that we have what we have, which is his anyway. And we forget that. We think, oh, I got a good job. I make good money. But you know what? There are so many different things that could happen in your life to eliminate that job, to eliminate that money. And that's why we should trust and depend on Jesus. And when we trust and depend on Jesus, no matter what happens in our life, he'll always be there for us. As someone was talking about earlier, I don't have this or I don't have that, but you know what? God has what we need. God has what we need. Okay, in verse 3 it says, But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness let it not be once named among you as become of saints. So if we want to walk in love, if we want others to see Christ in us, we got to live that life. We have to let people see Christ in us. If we let people see Christ in us, then they'll want what we have. But if they see us acting the same way, they're acting it's like, why do I need what you got? I can enjoy myself and don't have to be trying to fool other people and thinking I'm one thing when I'm really something else. God wants us to be what he is. God wants us to be real. God wants us to be right. God wants us to walk in love and be a child of God. In verse 4 it says, Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Now, how many times do we thank God in our lives, our da daily lives, do we think, thank God for what he's done for us? How often do we think of the goodness of Jesus, just like we talked about earlier? When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul does what? Cries out. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God for saving me because of his grace and because of his mercy. For this ye know that no whoremonger nor unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater have any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. 
Yeah, I don't want to live or make people think I'm one thing and live one way and find out I get no rewards. Either you're going to live for Christ or you're just going to live it up out in the world. I mean, if I'm going to be one way, I might as well enjoy it. Well, if I want to be for Christ, I might as well enjoy it. Because we can enjoy life with Christ. We're, we're, uh, in Bible class, we were talking about prosperity. And it's like we can be prosperous as a Christian. Not necessarily what some people think of prosperity, but because of our reward that we're receiving from Christ. That's our prosperity. You know, everybody think of prosperity as how much money do I got? Well, in some cases, that money don't mean nothing. You know, some people talk about, I got all this money, but my health is so bad, and I, I, no matter how much money I got, it can't help my health. Only Christ can help us. That's why I said those songs were so appropriate today. Because of his grace and his mercy, we should always want to say hallelujah because of what he's done for us. Uh, let's look at Second Corinthians. Well, actually, first, let's go to uh, Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans 8. Uh, we're going to start at verse 1. Verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. So we're free. We're free. We're free. We're free. We are free from the law of sin and death. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free, has made us free from the law of sin and death. In verse 3 it says, For what the law could not do, and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. In verse 5 it says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. And, you know, and that's something you got to practice. You, you, sometimes we want to, Sunday's here, so I guess I better 
put on my Christian self, you know. No, we do that seven days a week. You know, if we, if we train ourselves, you know, just like athletes do, they don't say, oh, I got a basketball game tomorrow, I mean, on Saturday, so uh, I'll wait till Friday night to start practicing and getting ready for it. You're not going to be playing too good on that Saturday then. But if we do this daily, if we do this daily, if we make this a part of our lives daily, we will be what Christ wants us to be. You know, we can then become, become ambassadors. Have you ever seen an ambassador of a country that represented a country and they didn't represent the country? Well, we're ambassadors for Christ. We got to represent Christ on earth so that others may want what we have. But if they see us no different than them, so well, I don't know what I don't want that guy got. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Uh, verse 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life. But to be spiritually minded is life. Is life, is life, is life, and peace. Verse 7, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Verse 8, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. We want to be able to please God. So that means we can't be in the flesh. In verse 9, it says, but ye are not in the flesh. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Because see, don't forget, we're the ones supposed to be following Christ. We can't follow Christ if we don't have a spirit in us. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So if we don't have his Spirit, we don't belong to him. Verse 10 says, And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life. But the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. Let's look at, read one more scripture. Um, let's look at 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Rodney, I stole one of your verses. Second Corinthians 5, we're going to look at uh, 17 through 21. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 
So all those things we used to do, we can't do anymore. That old lifestyle has to go away because we have new life in Jesus Christ. So therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And verse 18 says, and all things are of God who have reconciled us to himself. How did he do it? By Jesus Christ. He has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. You know, that means Christ had to die on the cross, not for his sins, because he didn't have any sins. He had to die on the cross for our sins. For everything that we have ever done and ever will do that is against him, he died for that. And have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. See, God could have said, okay, because you did this, this is going to happen to you. Because you did that, that's going to happen to you. But he said, no, I'm going to take all that from you and make you clean. I'm going to take all that from you and make you whole. I'm going to take all that from you and make you my child. I'm going to take all that from you and make you what I want you to be. Not imputing their trespasses unto them and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Verse 20 says, now listen to this. Now then we are ambassadors. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. We are now representatives for Christ. The world must see Christ in us and through us. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. I need to do this or I want to do that. If it's against God, you shouldn't be doing it. Verse 21. This is our this is our critical verse here, verse 21. For he have made him, for he have made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. That, what, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Took on all our sin. Took on all of our, <laughs> took on all of our sin to make us righteous. By grace, by his grace, and by his mercy, we are saved. By his grace, and by his mercy, we are whole by his grace, by his mercy. We have peace by his grace, by his mercy. We have joy 
By his grace, by his mercy, we have love. By his grace, by his mercy, we have forgiveness. By his grace, by his mercy, we have freedom. 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 By his grace, by his mercy, we have healing. By his grace, by his mercy, we have wholeness. By his grace, by his mercy, we have peace. By his grace, by his mercy, we have joy. We have joy. We have joy. We have joy. And, and um, it says, put our trust in God and follow, and follow, and follow him. You know, sometimes it says, we may keep up a communion by faith. This is uh, when you have a chance. Uh, Colossians, the second chapter, verses 1 through 8. Read that. We may keep up a communion by faith, hope, and holy love, even with churches and fellow Christians of whom we have no personal knowledge and with whom we have no conversation. But we can think and pray and be concerned for one another. But in our lives, we, we, we're so busy doing everything, we can't think of other people. We can't think about what, they, what their needs are. We can't think about what the Christians are going through in China. I mean, some of the stuff that they're going through, you wouldn't believe it. You know, they, it's almost like being back there in Babylon or whatever when, when, uh, when Daniel was told to worship. They want him to worship the the, their president over there versus worshiping God. And some Christians have been jailed, and not know one day or two, 10 years or 20 years in jail for being a Christian. We can worship and praise God over here, and nothing happens to us like that. And we don't even want to do that. We don't even, you know, what if we went through what they were going through? That's why we got to pray one for another. We got to be our brother's keeper. We have to, it says, love your neighbor as yourself. So we got to love everybody as ourselves. If we did that, and if we do that daily, our things would be so much better for not just us, but for people in the world. At the greatest, for one another at the greatest distance, and though those we never saw in the flesh, we may hope to meet in heaven. So if you're praying for him, you hope to meet him one day in heaven. We got to pray one for another. Okay, also have uh, one more scripture for you. Okay, also look at Luke 
the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 13, you'll see what Jesus went through, what he went through for us. It's like we don't think we have to go through stuff, but you, you still got to go through it. You got to go through it because he went through it. You know, because if, if, if he didn't have to go through it, then we don't. But guess what? He went through it for us. He went through it for our salvation. So we have to go through it because of what he did. Also, got a couple more scriptures here. And where did they go? Yeah, and eventually somebody's going to ask me. Monday morning moment, I know. <laughs> okay, so we did Romans 8. We did Romans 8, 1 through 10. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. Also look at Colossians 2, verses 1 through 8. And we, we also read Ephesians 5, 1 through 5. Oh, and, and by the way, the Monday moment, Monday morning moment is follow after Christ. That verse is Ephesians 5.1. Okay, follow after Christ. Ephesians 5.1. Also, uh, you can look at Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. And then Luke 4, 1 through 13. Follow after Christ. Amen, amen. Thank you for that word, Brother Reg, Elder Reg. It's a great word. And he said, uh, by his grace, we have freedom. We have peace. We have joy. We have love. Amen. Do we have uh, Brother Tim on the line? Is Brother Tim? Amen. see Brother Tim. Uh, I'm going to let Brother Tim come on. He, can, uh, he has a word he wants to say and pray over our offering for the day. Whatever word you have for us, Brother Tim, if you're there. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God, we thank you for, for that word. Thank you for the reminder. I love the uh, reminder of what true prosperity is. True success is, is that it's not, it can't be measured in, in materialistic ways. It can't be measured by this society. It can't be measured by what's in our checking account. Uh, but it's truly Galatians 5.22, the things that my dad said love, joy, peace, it's, it's gentleness, it's goodness, it's faith, it's meekness, it's, it's all these wonderful gifts that we've been given and living and being able to walk in those amazing spiritual gifts on a daily basis is true prosperity. It's true prosperity. And so I thank God for that reminder uh, today. Thank God for the songs. Uh, thank God for just this time of worship that we have with each other um, each week. And, and mentioning the, the, the Christians across the, across the oceans and 
um, and that this is something that um, we don't take for granted because we have such a liberty and freedom in this country for now um, to assemble and be gathered so freely. And so we thank God for that as well. And God, we thank you for uh, this time. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your patience, your long suffering. We thank you, God, for joy. And we thank you that you remind us that we are to love this Christian walk. We are to, to be able to just revel in the beauty that this walk is. And, and you said that you've come to give us joy um, abundantly. Uh, you've, you've come to fulfill our joy. You've come to fulfill it. Uh, the thief came to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but you've come to give us life, life more abundantly, and joy, and peace, and we thank you, God. We thank you for the ability to give our tithes and our offerings so freely to this ministry. We thank you for being able to give to those wonderful organizations um, that are doing a great work. They're doing your work all over the world, and we thank you, God, for being able to give to each other a brotherly love gift. Uh, you knowing what we have need of even before we ask. So God, we truly, truly thank you for this time of worship, for this time of focusing on becoming better, becoming more Christ-like on a daily basis. Uh, we thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Great word. Great word. Um, great service today. Elder Beecham. Great service. Uh, Elder Beecham. I'm, uh, I'm, yes. I, I'm asking Elder Heath. Can I name his sermon? You can't fix it. It's by his grace. All right. All right. You can't. I'm sorry. You can't earn it. It's by his grace. Hey Amen. He's nodding. Yes, so it sounds it sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay. Did anybody um before we close out? Did you have sister? Okay. Um, we're gonna have sister Beecham uh, come up, and we're gonna do a couple things, and then we'll have the praise team come up afterwards. Uh, sister Marie, be prepared to sing doxology. And um, hold on one second. Okay, praise the Lord. Without further ado, do we have uh, Sister Beecham coming for forward for a short black history? And um, you have the floor. Amen. Morning, Believers Bible Church. Oh, this afternoon now. But um, good afternoon, friends and guests. And you know, I just want the words in my mouth and the meditation in my heart to be acceptable in that sight. Oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. But black history in our quick moments, because I know I don't have much time, I would like to render a perspective 
or what it felt like to be, uh, or what it felt, what I felt, black history entailed back in history and parallel that to what uh, the blacks endured as it relates to scripture, okay? Yeah, well, that's one thing. It was bell ringing. Okay, Black History says people compromise their religion at all costs. And Luke 16 10 says, For the Son of Man has come to seek what was lost. Black History meant folks in the fields singing spirituals and stressing. But Galatians 6 and 9 says, let's not get tired of and weary of doing what is good. At the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings. Black history indicates they hung him high and stretched him wide, put nails in his hands and pierced his side. Then he died. But 1 Corinthians 54 says, that's not how the story ends. Because three days later, he rose again. Black history meant oppression, struggles, and shipped for the slaves. The Bible states, uh, well, Psalms 139.14 states, I will give thanks to you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Black history meant folks looking for someone to blame. But Genesis 4, uh, 4 and 26 says, just call on his name. Black history states people were dying and felt no worth, but Ephesians 3.20 states Jesus is sovereign over heaven and earth. Black history has stories of people untold. Matthew 16.24-26 states, I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. Black history meant folks walking around with the rod and staff. Look in Psalms 119.105. Your word is a light unto my feet and a light unto my path. Black history meant slaves weren't being heard. But James 1.22 says, be not only hearers, but doer of God's word. Black history states we have no need to fear. Revelation 2.14 states, God will wipe away every tear. Black history meant folks lacked vigor and pep. Psalms 119-133 says, Jesus will order your step. I've got a few more, and then I'm going to sit it down. Black history says, Harriet Tubman found the railroad, tunnel and path to trace. Lamentation 3.23 said, indicates she made it through God's mercy and his grace. Black history had a, had a story. Romans 3.23 reads, for all who have sinned and come short of God's glory. Black history meant where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Galatians 5.1 and Isaiah 61.1 states, where the spirit of the Lord is, the captives are set free. And you know the rest of that, the wounded are made whole because there's rest for your soul. Black history meant the stony road we tried. Bitter the chastening rod. You know, that's part of the African-Americans uh, Black National Anthem. But Joshua State, 
Every day, we should always trust in God. Black history states, we need to focus and rise to the next level. But John 10, 10 rephrase to steal, kill, and destroy is the job of the devil. Black history meant people's thoughts were foggy and had scrambled brains sometimes. Isaiah 10, 27, Galatians 5, 1, Acts 16, 26 says the Lord will break every yoke, free you from bondage, and loosen every chain. Black history meant slaves looking to the hills at God's strength and tower. They also knew Luke 22, 20, for the blood that Jesus shed will never lose its power. Black history says folks were whipped for not being haters. Job 8-7 speaks of your latter will be greater. Black history says people were ready to die before being sold. Matthew 9-21 speaks of touching the hem of his garment and being made 